Greetings, my friend. Welcome to the secret shop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the secret shop. I am Neon, and I'm joined today by Anger and Simon. Simon, we'll start with you. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. We're still here. <laughs> we certainly are. We certainly are. And Anger, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. What about you? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I've been doing, I've been pretty busy uh, the last little while uh, looking for work and stuff. I finished up my graduate studies, so I have been hard Ooh. at work uh, searching up on the internet for for the monies, and uh, that that's always a lot of fun to do. Nice. Uh, not, not really. It's like it's it's, uh, yeah. it's it's dead average um, of an experience. Uh, but uh, what about you guys? What are you been up to? Well, I've been enjoying Artifact in spite of everything, <laughs> in spite of the people, basically. Um, currently, I've been running like an all black deck, which tricks people into thinking I'm not going for towers because I'm not running Solar Khan, but I totally am. <laughs> uh, I see. I see. I see. So you're you're, you're going for the aggro no Zorlikon strat. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's interesting mind games there. <laughs> uh, and what about you, Anger? What have you been up to? I've been watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. And, yeah, you were uh, saying that. Before... Like, where, where are you watching this Yu-Gi-Oh stuff? Like, is it like on Netflix or just on YouTube or whatever? Uh, it's it's okay. So I'm I'm not a weeb, okay? But I'm I'm mm -hmm. watching it on Crunchyroll. <laughs> The mm -hmm, website okay. where weebs get their anime. But it's dubbed, okay? It's in English. So it's basically not even an anime. <laughs> so, uh, so that yeah, is my understanding of it, yes. <laughs> so are you... Uh, so have you been getting ready to duel? <laughs> I have. And I've been playing more mono green, like, like I used to. I, oh, yeah? When I first started playing, I would always play mono green. And then I stopped a while because it was bad. Uh, and it's still bad, but <laughs> I still started playing it again. At least it's got ramp. Yeah, no, at least it's got ramp. But I was gonna say, like, you know, like, like what's made it better? Because I don't think that it's gotten like any buffs. The only <laughs> changes that it just had was like Drow Ranger got worse, and then uh, Cheating Death got worse, and that was a pretty big loss for the card. It's like, like I don't like maybe the the item changes really buffed it up, but that sounds outrageous. So just you're just playing it just for fun. Yeah, yeah, just for fun. Actually, here's a question. We can do this for a warm-up question. Do you guys have like any, you know, what is a pet card or a pet deck that is like a like a soft spot for you for, for artifact that you like you, you see it and you're like, I, I can't turn it down. I, I always want to include it, like especially in something like draft. Like is there is there some like a guilty pleasure card like that that you that you play more than you know you should? Ravenous mass. <laughs> ravenous mass yeah i've been uh i've put that into my old black deck it actually has a couple mimi cards basically because i'm trying real hard to make them work like i've got path of the cunning in there i've got the uh, pit fighter in there i've got uh charge forward in there is that the name i believe so mm -hmm. um and yeah, now now and then it makes a difference. Like now and then when you pull out those extra siege attack points, uh, it takes people by surprise. People don't expect the bad cards. That's the good thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's one strategy, I suppose. Um, I don't know if it's the best way to win, but it sounds like an interesting way to, to get that mental damage in, as it yeah, were. Yeah, the problem is with uh, cards like, you know, Ravenous Mass, 
etc. I feel like a lot of these cards will get much better once we have other cards that have certain synergies with it. Because right now, unless you have ways to... Like, the most value you can get out of Ravenous Mass is if you have temporary buffs, which you turn into permanent buffs by eating the buffed creature or unit. But mm. it's that's a rare thing to set up. But But the animation is really cool. I really... Like, some of the worst cards have the best animations. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I, I have not. I have not. Because largely I don't play the bad cards. <laughs> they, they totally have. Like, charge forward where, like, all units fucking get a spear out. It's pretty yeah, amazing. Very nice. What about you, Anger? Is there any bad card or meme card that you, you have a special <laughs> spot in your heart for it? Um, well, one that I actually often use and probably prioritize h- higher than other people is um, Bull Martyr. I don't know mm. why, but I really, I really like that card. Of course, I wouldn't prioritize it over a Rebel Decoy or um, Seder Duelist or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I find that I probably take it more during draft than other people simply because I just like the card. Yeah, because, I mean, it's definitely solid. Because Papa Samet is such a dilf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's a trooper. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to skip, skip right over that one. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> uh, Simon may be, you know, in the, a furry guy, but, uh, you know, we'll... we'll I'm we'll not. Just, uh, I'm just trying to get that audience, dude. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> get him in here. We'll, we'll, yeah, create Broaden that the appeal. Broaden the appeal. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we need more female furries in artifacts. <laughs> the one that I would uh, point, like, for, for me, that I have a special spot in my heart is Meepo, actually, for Giraffe. Man, the card is so fun. You can do, like, just absolutely stupid stuff with it. Uh, combined so well with things like Mr. Avernus or whatever. Like, he's hard to play well, and he can go really, really wrong. I was just playing a draft this morning where I had Meepo, and I had a chance to, dro- like, get a second one in a draft which would have been horrible <laughs> like it would have been <laughs> so bad um but then th- then what you could do is you do that and then you play something like and one for me because you feed your opponent a bunch of gold and then you, you get the items that are something i don't know but uh, that would have been fun at the very least mm. Okay, so with that we'll talk about the the news and such that has been happening over the last a little while in the last couple of weeks because uh, things have been kind of slow uh, over the last little while, but you know, hopefully they'll be picking up soon. There has been some rumors, I suppose, rumblings. is the way to put it, rumblings that we might be seeing some you know new content or maybe some new you know, patches coming in the next you know, week or so, maybe this Thursday. And uh, so we kind of want to talk about that and sort of like what the, the foundation for that is. So to begin with, we, we do know that uh, Life Coach did visit the Valve uh, headquarters mm-hmm. like a week or two ago, which is kind of cool. Uh, and he was saying that he's still optimistic or has hope about the, the future of artifacts. So that's really cool. And the fact that Valve invited him over there to discuss the project um, really suggests that they're taking it very seriously. So that was something that I thought was an interesting little you know, happening over the last little while. Yes. Um, there's been a couple more things as well. For example, Jeep Burnett 
actually replied to an email that a fan sent him, a playoff artifact. And he did say that not only are they working on something, but what he seemed to describe is, uh, I believe the wording was, we are working on a couple of big updates to build trust with the community. However, there will be quite a bit of uh, time in between those updates as well. So it sounds like they threw whatever roadmap they had out of the window and are completely rebuilding whatever they're you know, turning Artifact's future into. Anger, any comments on all that? Mm, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid to hope for anything. Like, I feel like every week everyone's saying, like, <laughs> oh, this Thursday. Again. It's Thursday, my dude. It's time for update. And oh, then man. it just doesn't happen. Um, so, and, and not necessarily that that makes me mad or sad or angry or anything. It's just uh, I've, I've stopped expecting things and instead I'm just going to you know, keep playing, and if it happens, it happens. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things about it that's kind of like, like frustrating for this because, like, one of the things that they, for instance, were saying in the, the email is, you know, like when you don't hear from us, it means that we're hard at work. It's like, well, yeah. when you don't hear from us, that also seems like we don't know what's going on, and you could not be doing work on it. Like, it's hard to know what that really means from our side so like we kind of have to just take your word for it which is a little bit weird Uh, that's just how valve does things unfortunately you could say but so far i wouldn't be a valve fanboy if they had ever ever disappointed me after like a super long wait usually they know how to pull things out of their behind a lot of the things that went wrong with Artifact was because Valve has refused to change and do things the way you're supposed to do things in 2019. So, like, they've realized that maybe going pay-to-play mm-hmm. was a mistake and, and a lot of the things that it was a mistake. So why the heck are they not communicating? Maybe that's something wh- where they could find forgiveness now if they actually started communicating again. And like, oh yeah, Valve has always done it this way. I don't think that's really an excuse anymore because this artifact is evidence that you can't just hide behind a big brand name anymore. You have to actually make a good product with good strategy. I do get I think, that. But... I think that what I would say is actually um, like over this you know, period, one of the things that I think was a big cause of things not working out in the initial stages might have actually been about them rushing into a few things you know, mm-hmm. preemptively. So for instance, uh, like the, one of the things that we were all kind of critical about was the way they handled the beta. And it was you know, very weird about the closed beta, open beta, the transition thing. And that it felt like they were forcing themselves to keep up with a timeline that they had promised. But in the, the process of doing that, they released a product that wasn't quite ready to go. Right. And that was a, I think very clearly a big, uh, you know, cause of many of the frustrations that have kind of come out of it uh, since then over the the last couple of months. So I feel like this might be a bit of a, like they at least got a, a buy for now, in my opinion, of when, you know, taking their time, figuring things out, you know, fixing stuff. But my, my, my kind of issue is like when they come actually back out and they start giving us information again and give us new content again, they're kind of just like get they get one more chance essentially right. like like if this 
you know, new batch of content, if the new, you know, promises of like the, because they really are going to have to do, they know they have to do something to win back people's, you know, trust and interest. But if they don't, you kind of deliver, like they, they get their time to figure out what that is and how that'll look like. And you make sure that all the pieces are in the correct spot. But once they do, it has to be something good. Otherwise, like, I think that everybody has, a, you fully rights to just kind of say like, well, I just don't trust you to be able to do this anymore. I get that. Um, just one more thing about the pre-release stuff and the communication. I mean, Valve did communicate more than they really ever did before releasing a game with how open their Twitter account was at the time, etc. And it didn't really seem to make much of a difference in spite of like the uh, beta, etc. Um, I do think that things could have been handled better. But I think that they tried something new and foreign to them. And in the end, they may feel that that didn't really work out. So they're going back to the old faithful of just keep quiet and crunch time. Um, so I think they may be doing that. Uh, however, what I... One thing that people keep bringing up is the idea of the big overhaul, the big rework of uh, Artifacts gameplay, which I personally really don't believe in. I don't think that they're going to uh, mess with like the core gameplay of Artifact too much. They may take a look at the mechanic, make it more interesting, maybe look at a rule or something, but there's not going to be a big overhaul. People thinking that this is going to be a freaking Dota Auto chess within two months are really mm -hmm. deluding themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think that big reworks like that are really hard to do. I mean, there's there there's a lot of changes that you can make, but it, it's in terms of the fundamental game engine, I find it pretty unlikely that they're going to adjust that. They would probably, if they were going to do something like that, then they would just make a new game, right? Like yeah, if they exactly. wanted to. Uh, you, I, I actually haven't touched auto chess because I know that I, I would get sucked into a black hole <laughs> of uh, of addiction. Yeah. That's kind of just like how I am, so I, I very deliberately uh, avoided. It, but if they want to you know, kind of build a new game that's inspired by the mechanics of that game, then they would probably start from the ground up, right? Like, I, I, that's yeah. my guess. But here's the thing. Uh, that's actually something that I posted about before as well, which is that if anything, Dota Auto Chess proves that many of the quote-unquote problems Artifact has supposedly are no problems at all. Like, you can't control what the units are attacking. There's way more uh, randomness. You don't even decide on the units, and items are completely random. Um, there's actually a couple parallels to Artifact, but people seem to love it in Auto Chess because it's just that amount of randomness where everyone gets to disassociate themselves from their losses. Where it's like, oh, I lost, but I can get right back into the next game. The last one was just bad luck, bad luck. Next one. I actually disagree a little bit, because if you look at, right now there is a big auto chess tournament, and if you look at the best players, they consistently get king, queen, and rook, whereas the, the worst people consistently stay knight and bishop, and, and even worse. And and I think, well, yeah, there is a lot of similar uh, RNG and and aspects in auto chess and, and artifact, but I don't really think they're that comparable because they're executed they're in not, different yeah. ways. In auto chess, you feel like if you get bad RNG, if you roll five heroes and you can't take any of them, you re-roll. 
So you have some control over the RNG, even if, yes, there is probably more RNG, but you feel like you have more control of it. And more importantly, mm -hmm. the RNG aspect is fun because it, it activates the gambling part of the brain. Oh my God, when, when you yeah. buy a lottery ticket, an artifact, the RNG doesn't activate that part of the brain. Yeah, I think that that's something that is a big a uh, element of where they put the the randomness and artifact that makes the game sort of weird and and frustrating at times. Like that's definitely something that the you, you for example the the arrows is just like it's a very manifest and obvious like manifestation of RNG which really like hits you over the head with it. So I I think that's part of the reason why people are really frustrated by it, and it doesn't create quite as many I think feel good moments as feel bad moments. Um, it, it, in my mind, I don't know. It, it's maybe that's just like my own uh, opinion of it, but uh, yeah. definitely a game in which like I think that the. That might be one of the things that if they do have an overhaul of any of the fundamental rules, which like I, I'm saying they're not going to do like a total you know, revamp, but yeah. I wouldn't like wouldn't be surprised if we saw some tweaks then. Exactly. I think that, that that might be one of the places where we see some tweaking. Yeah. yeah. I still believe that whatever changes they're going to do are going to be mostly additions to the clients, buffing up the, uh, you know, feature count on the game itself. Um, I actually believe in in that they they might do a relaunch, not necessarily like a completely new game, but maybe maybe something along the lines. Or I I think not not just do I think it's very probable that it will happen. I think that would be really good for the game because just mm -hmm. coming with new updates that's not gonna reach as many people as like a complete relaunch because. Uh, now the people who left already, there's a lot of games I've abandoned in the past because I thought they were just boring and then I moved on to a different game and then I mm. hear some people are still playing and people say, oh, but it's better now. But with with Artifact, or for, for, for me to actually re revisit this uh, the game, and I, I think it was it was Trunkroll who said this, um, mm -hmm. like th then it would have to be a really, really big update for me to like actually consider playing one of those old games again they would have to actually make big changes if, if i should actually spend my time on reinvesting myself in in those games and i think that's what it might be for a lot of people for artifact right now just small updates doesn't yeah. bring the people back and doesn't keep them back they yeah need which is yeah which is why they're probably working on uh something bigger hopefully um, I do know what you're talking about, but thankfully Artifact is only three months old at this uh, point. It's not like exactly uh, out of people's minds or, or at least for the people who never really paid attention, there's still a chance to uh, bring it back into the whole media cycle. Yeah, I, I do think they still have one big shot and maybe after words like a game can still sneak up on you, there's many other games that um, were able to recover. I mean, even No Man's Sky recovered. And that was one of the biggest failures in the uh, history of gaming. Yeah, I think that the they're going to have to think about their strategy for relaunching things very carefully because uh, like they kind of understand the fact that they don't get a lot of second chances in something like this. So I think that like why kind of what um, Anger is saying as being a you know, big, you know, 
you know, boisterous, like noisy, uh, impactful update, uh, which m- maybe not necessarily like totally revamping all the rules exactly, but it will maybe like a big dose of new content, a big batch of new cards, like an expansion at the same time mm-hmm. as your know, things like puzzle mode, ping- things like mutation mode, uh, all coming online at once. Like that seems like the kind of thing that could be like, oh, okay, let's yeah. actually like, you know, go talk about this game again. Let's go look at this game again. Um, and then yeah. like, so that's like one like avenue i could see the other one which i think is a little bit less likely is like like a couple of like really small updates like over the next little while that's kind of like more of a baby steps thing of like incremental improvements incremental improvements and kind of like try to slowly braille the player base again before doing a big update and actually like saying like okay we're actually confident with the pro the the product right now to do that big um, you know, update. So I don't know. Like, I think that they, it's more likely though that they're gonna have to do something big and flashy to attract people's yeah. attention. One good thing about Dota Auto Chess is that all the big streamers are streaming it right now, and it keeps the Dota IP in people's yep. minds. It does. Like, if they really manage to catch this little firefly. And bring people back to Artifact by going, coming out with a big update that keeps people in this IP, it might be really good. Like, if they manage to catch this train, they could run away with it again. Yeah. So that that's all stuff that is uh, interesting speculation. We'll have to see where that ends up. But to finish things up, uh, I actually want to spend some time talking about like what would be some you know, interesting card designs or interesting mechanics that you guys were interested in in seeing in the whatever big update we end up seeing because I, I obviously uh, we're, we're going to be seeing expansions to the game at some point or another uh, so that'll be mm-hmm. new heroes new cards new mechanics etc so i wanted to kind of you know, discuss of like what would some of them be that would really excite you and one of the ones i was always really thinking about is cards you know, either you know, units or heroes or whatever that make the game kind of feel very different from game to game or from lane to lane. I think that this is something that uh, a number of people have highlighted that oftentimes the game can feel very much like everything is just about kind of like stats and making efficient exchanges for it, or it's something that's big and goes over the top and that's kind of like it. And I would rather have a couple of units or a couple of heroes that really make the game feel very different. So one of the ones that I was even thinking of would be something like um, Anti-Mage being a, like his ultimate in, in Dota is Mana Void, which deals damage based on the amount of mana that uh, somebody has missing, correct? Like that's how the the the, the, yes. the works, right? So yes, a like if that was a, a card, that would actually be really cool. That it was like, for instance, um, you know, deal two damage to all enemy units based on how much mana has been spent by your opponent's tower. I don't know how much that would cost, mm-hmm. but that would be a really interesting thing because it makes your opponent really think about like, oh, how much mana do I want to spend? Because mm-hmm. if I spend a lot, then mm-hmm. I could get mana voided and then I'm fucked. So it really makes you like evaluate your resources, you know, differently, and it makes and especially if you, for instance, was an activated ability that he had, then you know, like, okay, he's in this lane. I have to either kill him before I do anything with my mana because he has mana void up, 
or I have to, I don't know, like find some other way to uh, use my resources because I, I don't want to get, um, you know, my entire you know, board wipe from Mana Void. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the ones that I kind of thought was an interesting idea that you could play around with a the game at a different angle that would make it actually play differently. Yeah, that sounds very nice. What about you, uh, Simon? Is there anything that you kind of thought of as like an either a mechanic that you want to see more of or dip different application of that you think that would make the game more uh, interesting or um, maybe like you know, or develop new decks that would be really fascinating? Um, I believe a mechanic that I would like to see is adding or subtracting charges from, you know, uh, either improvements or items. I think I mentioned something similar before. Um, where, like, you could remove charges from bitter enemies, so mm. it uh, does the big boom a little earlier. You could add charges to March of the Machine, so it gets more attacks in before reaching zero, that sort of thing. That'd be really cool. Like, they're, they're you'd have to probably also introduce some more cards that did that kind of stuff, like, like more yeah. improvements that had those sorts of mechanics associated with it, but that would be pretty cool cool i think uh hypothetically mm -hmm. like a rearm thing mm -hmm. um uh, the other one that i was actually thinking is kind of in some ways related to that would be like a refresher mechanic too that you could use yeah. uh, some uh, abilities multiple times in a turn uh so that's it's mm -hmm. a little bit similar to that which i think but i would think that it would be pretty cool yeah awesome uh a little unrelated, but something like Echo Saber makes a hero attack twice mm. would be nice. Mm. So, Inger, what about you? Is there any uh, mechanics, cards, heroes, or anything like that you would be really fascinated to see? Well, I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about, but I haven't really been discussing it that much, so I don't know if it would actually be good in the game. But I feel like, for example, Assassin's Veil, uh, Battlefield Control... Uh, even compel those sorts of spells uh, or, or things where, where you control where a unit attacks. I feel like a very even messenger rookery. I very rarely can fit them in my deck on, unless it's draft. Mm. But things like because you mentioned forward charge earlier, Simon, and forward charge is a card. I wish there were more cards like it. That maybe just as a side effect, like as well as everything else it does it also makes the unit attack straight ahead of them. Yeah. Like, I wish there was more um, that would reset the arrows without actually that being, like, the entire effect of the card. I don't want to, like, actually include uh, uh, new orders in my deck just to control an arrow, you know? But mm. if, for example, I don't know, Jasper Daggers made the hero attack forward. Um, yeah. And it would just be interesting if you had a chance to re-roll an arrow, so to yeah. say. The, well, actually, one that I just thought of that would be really a really cool mechanic is in some respects not like changing those cards, but in some respects rewarding you for playing them. So, for instance, you could have a hero that every time that you use a redirection effect, you drew a card or you got you know, plus one, plus one permanently or something like that. Um, th that could, or you maybe like get some gold. Like, like it depends on how you want to flavor it. I don't know the the Dota hero pool quite well enough to figure out like what exactly that would look like. But we want that'd be something that you could do to 
make things like the, the Assassin's Veil and the, the Messenger Rookeries, Battlefield Controls feel less shitty because you like when you're using yeah. them, it's like, oh, OK, well, I'm you know, dealing tower damage. I, you know, I'm actually making some other progress uh, on the board uh, rather than just, uh, you know, kind of like diddling around with the, the arrows. Mm. Yeah, and I guess compel and cunning plan uh, is kind of like that because you know you get to draw a card and stuff. But I I think like something completely different like I don't know attack items for example. Mm-hmm. Then the hero starts attacking forward. I don't know, or like right. I don't know something more like what forward charge does. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that has such a big. Like, it just, just, just makes just everything. Just forward charge into your deck. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. But I think that you're right, though, that of, like, having it be something that um, you get a redirection effect and something else. Because, like, Cunning Plan and Compel are perfectly good cards that people are very happy to play in both Constructed and in Draft, right? They've both seen significant play in, in those, you mm. know, in both formats. People like the cards, I think. I mean, I know I do. Uh, so having those be something that you you get redirection effects, but in a, in a format that actually feels good to play them. Cause it just always feels terrible to spend a card on a redirection effect, no matter what's happening with it. It always just feels, uh, actually, I, mean, I guess there's some times you're like, okay, well I'm winning the game because of this battlefield control or whatever it is. But outside <laughs> of that, it's always like, ah, this is just feels so low impact. Yeah. I mean, there are quite a few cards in the game that do have a redirection effect as well as another effect. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, Pick a fight and what was it? Um, coordinated assault and murder plot, stuff like that. Um, however, going a little crazier in terms of suggestions, there was actually a rare good post on Reddit which uh, has a couple nice suggestions about hero abilities. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, it's basically just the same suggestion we've seen before where people just want more active abilities for heroes, but this one is actually more thought out. It has many examples and it has abilities that actually use mana, which I thought was an okay. interesting idea. That's interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. So they have a cooldown as well as a mana cost. And you, uh, this post was made by Vocal Pokal. Might as well do a little shout-out here. I thought that it was really well made. Um, if you like, I could like yeah, just, just uh, a few give of them, yeah. a short... Yeah, yeah, just give a short example because he has a whole album mm-hmm. of these uh, suggestions here. Give me just one second. We can... Well, he's looking at it. The other one that I was going to suggest is... Um like having more you know, heroes or, or units that benefit from doing things. So like when, for instance, you can imagine some unit from the Tyler estate that gets uh, plus stats whenever you silence something, you know, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that... And oh, also, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, something I was thinking about is like tribe synergy. Yeah. Like, for example, Vools together, you know, Rebel yeah, Decoy yeah. and Vool Martyr together would get a buff. Like, a Glody yeah, Vandal some... and Untested Go, go Tribal. Go Tribal is coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have some synergy stuff. So I have the list here. For example, Bristleback, uh, apart from his 
Barroom Brawler passive, he would have the active ability of Quill Spray, which costs two mana and has the following description. Deal X amount of damage to Bristleback's enemy neighbors, where X is 50% of Bristleback's armor. Okay. Mm. So even after a kill, it would start out uh, pretty weak, but you can already imagine in your head a couple synergetic decks which are all about buffing his armor, so the Quill Spray becomes uh, insane. Let's see. Um, there what would was be... the cooldown? Uh, the cooldown would be for every round, so the cooldown is one. Oh my god, that, that's I a little that bit <laughs> maybe. I mean, yeah. I feel like the idea uh, is right. fine. Like, like this is a but it's but it's two mana. That's the idea, yeah. right? I mean, one of the things to point uh, out actually, that's an interesting little bit here for those of you who don't know a lot about like card game design type stuff. Uh, the the nomenclature that's actually used in Magic: The Gathering is that you talk about uh, development and design. Uh, as different parts of the R&D process. So development, these are guys who they're focused on saying, okay, let's find interesting abilities and, and card ideas and stuff. And we'll kind of like put them all on cards that are functional and roughly the same power level. Um, but we're not really involved with balancing. Like our main focus is saying, these are cool yeah. ideas that are fun. And then it's the development side that uh, is more involved with the balancing. And the, the, the nomenclature has really moved around lately but there there are people who are actually playtesting and saying it's like well okay you know maybe this one's a little bit over the line this one needs to be bumped up a little bit so in this case i think that that ability might be a little bit overtuned like a little bit yeah. overpowered but the idea of it i think is really really fascinating which is the important part in it in a card like this or an ability like this yeah just one more example, uh, Winter Wyvern, the Splinter Blast ability, straight from Dota, basically. Choose a unit and deal two damage to its allied neighbors. Okay. For two mana, two cooldown. Stuff like that. Uh, he has a whole list, basically, for, I believe, most, if not all, of the heroes. Uh, it's a pretty impressive uh, collection, and this person put a lot of thought into it. So this was one of the better posts I've seen. Oh, one that I just thought of that I think would be really cool would be something like with Batrider of like stacking napalm uh, stacks mm. on things. That yeah, like, yeah, for yeah, instance, yeah, like yeah. he, you know, let's say that he has like a passive ability that he just you know, puts out um, like two napalm stacks uh you know per turn and then it's like that the napalm stacks like they decrease by one every turn and then they deal one damage to like each of your um the the, the, the people who have them so for instance you know like let's say uh, he puts two napalm stacks on all of the the um the opponents that are nearby they lose one of the stacks and then they're at one next turn they get two they lose one and then they go to two does that make sense of how it would work or something like that how does it work yeah. exactly in, in is it dealing damage or is it adding uh, vulnerability to damage? I can't remember. It's amplifying. Uh, yeah, amplifying damage. Amplifying damage. Yeah. Okay, so you could do that as just like uh, yeah. maybe like negative armor then uh, as another possibility too. Mm. That's the way you could do it. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of interesting stuff yeah. that you could do with this. And, and especially if you did that as like a like putting the napalm like around on the actual board, that would be really cool because it then also increases the fact of like, oh, okay, like bat riders here, this board is very different as a result of that. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea of simply putting more of a spotlight on heroes themselves. Yeah. Um, 
and I actually do like the idea of having uh, abilities, other abilities that uh, use mana. I feel like the trade-off is really interesting to use the same resource you use for cards for the heroes because now you got like very different possible archetypes of decks as well where people focus on buffing heroes based on their abilities and, you know, synergizing with their abilities to make those stronger rather than you know, cards themselves, so to say. Or simply having the trade-off. And when you don't have the cards to play, you can at least spend the mana a little on a weak little ability from your hero. So you feel less frustrated about having a bad hand. Makes sense, makes sense. Okay, yeah. so I think that will do it for today. Anything that you guys wanted to plug on our way out the door? Yeah. Uh, sorry that I talk again, but just one okay. thing, my personal my personal theory for when the next update may come out, which I still hope that the hero Mars that's supposed to come out <laughs> for Dota 2 is somehow connected to Artifact. Because in my mind, it doesn't make sense that they disconnected the hero release from the new Bloom event in Dota 2, the new patch, and the new MMR season. They delayed the hero alone by like a month. Because you think it's connected to Artifact somehow? Because I think it's connected to Artifact and there's gonna be a little crossover event that they had planned for a long time and it's like their one little thing to bring people over basically. So I hope that Mars, in the end, is either, you know, Solar Khan or maybe Galanius. <laughs> because, you know... That's, it could be Galanius. Yeah, exactly. Because if... Um, I always feel, if you look at the trailer, I feel like the silhouette of Mars that we see is very basic. Uh, very... You know, I feel like there's some big-ass horns missing, you know? Like the vesture <laughs> of the tyrant, perhaps? You know, that would still fit with the whole Legion aspect, basically. Be... Just getting pissed at uh, have Legion. You seen, um, have you seen Sir Action Slex's Lorgasm video, by the way? Uh, I have, yeah. Time? I've looked into it. Because, like, I, I really support his theory that Mars probably isn't Roman at all. He's Greek. And the, the Bronze Legion is very evidently Roman. So I, 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 I used to think that maybe they were connected, but ever since... Uh, seeing his evidence i i more support that they're greek i personally just don't think that they're going to bring like real world culture differences between like rome and uh, greece into it especially since both are usually being mixed in pop culture etc uh and that's just so many confusing things about mars uh, him or herself because you know mars is supposed to be the god of war but according to artifact it's supposed to be a female god i don't know i just hope there's a little crossover event i feel like a crossover event was a no-brainer and i'm so surprised it never really happened yeah yeah i'm just holding on to that i'm holding on to the weird delay of the hero I'm holding on to the upcoming update to Artifact. I just want there to be something. And meanwhile, Swim is freaking trolling <laughs> on Twitter, just putting <laughs> random dates out there, hoping he can call it. 
I see. Yeah, you, you think I that he's just you. shot calling that? He doesn't actually have like a, a theory or like some inside information. He's just. Uh... I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he had already different versions. I think at one point he just posted <laughs> tomorrow, and now it's like a specific date and time, which Valve doesn't even do. I don't know. You know, no, we, we, I don't know Stop. what he knows. So hopefully he, he has some inside information, but uh, that, that will do it then for today's episode. Yeah. Ho- hopefully that this is the week that we get some updates. And if we do, then um, you know, maybe we'll even have to schedule another episode this week. That'd be really cool if uh, we, we did have something like that to, to talk about. But uh, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Take care. Peace. Thank you. Thank you for your business.